Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for being connected to this space. This is an opportunity for leaders to come together who want to operate at a different altitude and understand what it really looks like to move from theory to praxis, how to take a vision into reality and manifestation. People who have entrepreneurial ideas but don't know how to manifest them. And our goal is to connect you with the best and brightest thinkers out there to understand the best practices and realize that you, know, you don't really uh, have to do it alone. This is a empowerment opportunity for you. And one of the things I'm excited about in this space today is to be able to help you understand what it looks like when you are a relationship of one. And what I mean by that, let me give context to that. I think that before we can actually be in a relationship with anybody, be in a relationship in business, we have to be in relationship clearly with ourselves. In my book, No Opportunity Wasted, the first chapter I talk about you're born to solve a problem. And if you understand that you're born to do more than occupy space, you identify what that problem is in the earth, you don't become a problem. In essence, you then realize that there's a purpose greater than you that you are assigned to accomplish in the earth. And something within you is self-motivated to push toward the manifestation of that purpose, which solves that problem. You know how many people who have taken the answers to the grave, answers in prison, answers in careers that they should not be in because they did not have the courage to step out and actually solve the problem in the earth they were designed to do? I believe that there is a space in all of us something clicks, a moment. When you begin to look at your life and look at all the events that have happened and begin to realize that all of these things are working together, preparing you, setting you up, and then you realize, I've got to do this, man. I've got to be self-motivated from the inside out before anybody can motivate me from the outside in. Something inside of me has to push my and wheel myself out of this and say, I can do this. Today, my guest knows a lot about that. He knows a lot about what it looks like to be self-motivated. He knows a lot about what it looks like to not only motivate himself, but to motivate others, to bring a dream to reality and to help other people buy into that dream, to be a part and invested in that dream and to be able to walk away from it and to still see it go to an incredible level. Daryl Freeman uh, is an extraordinary story Many of you who are listening from various parts of the country and the world now, I want to share with you something about this man. Uh, I have so much respect for him. Um, in the city of Nashville, here is a, a brother who came to Nashville, um, went to Middle Tennessee State University, uh, literally graduated, had about $2,000 to his name, and had a vision. And that vision, I'm going to have him talk about because that vision led to an extraordinary story of selling a company for $20 million, giving back to the community in such a way, uh, pouring his life into so much, not just in this community of Nashville, but into underserved areas in times of crises, 
serving at high levels on uh, academic boards at Middle Tennessee State University. He's on the board of trustees there. He's also a founder, co-founder of a bank. He's involved in so much. Uh, and it's just a joy uh, to have him on his inaugural podcast. And he has graced us that uh, next level is his very first podcast. Uh, and I appreciate him humbled by his accepting of this invitation because I felt for such a time as this, the world needed to hear his story in this space. Daryl Freeman, welcome to Next Level. Thank you, sir. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, you're right. We're all here to solve a problem. My problem was not one that was unique. My problem was I grew up poor. That's a problem. That is a problem. When you grow up poor, bad things happen to you from time to time. Every now and then, your parents can't make your ends meet. Every now and then, you may have your lights turned off. Every now and then, uh, you may not be able to pay your rent or your mortgage. And as a child, you may be afraid that somebody's going to come and kick you out. So my problem was growing up poor and... Getting an education and getting a skill set helped me to solve that problem partially because there are a lot of educated, skilled, poor people. Hmm. And so when I combine education, skill set, and the fear of continuing to be poor, I came up with entrepreneurship. Wow. And so my first company that I started with $2,000 in savings in the office the size of a closet. I went back to visit it about four years ago. It is a closet with wow. mops and brooms and all those things. Wow. But my vision was bigger than the closet. And so we grew that company from one person in 1991 to about 300 people at the time that I sold it. I sold it for 20, it turned out to be $23 million. And if you do the math on that, if you had invested $100 in Zycron in 1991, $100, yeah. you would have got over a million dollars back. Yeah. So that's one of the ways that I solved the poor problem. For me, it was not about the money. It was about living the American dream, making sure that I lived up to my potential. And I also knew that being poor, I couldn't help other people. Wow. And so poor was a problem for me, but it's also a problem for others. Because when you're poor, it's hard to help. It's hard to help people see when your lights are out. And mm -hmm. so everything that I've done to add value to the marketplace has not been about Daryl Freeman. It's been about other people. And mm -hmm. so that's what motivates me today. Uh, I, I remember going into a bank in the early days on Murfreesboro Road and getting laughed out of the bank. And they asked me some questions that had my parents been educated, I may have been able to answer, but I couldn't. So the irony is a number of years later, me and some friends get together and we start our own bank called Reliant Bank. Yeah. I've not been told no yet <laughs> from Reliant Bank. And so my motivation was not to be poor. Also, my motivation was to position myself to be in a position to help other folks. When you talk about uh, growing up poor. Let's let's start there because I think that's a that's a real good starting point. A lot of folks who are listening and often use that as an excuse. You know, their 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 economic upbringing as an excuse. The yes. system dealt me a bad hand. You use it as fuel 
yes. like for 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 your vision to push you. Uh, talk about that because that's the issue of overcoming these excuses and crutches, right? Well, see, I thought, you know, initially I thought growing up poor was a disadvantage, but I learned actually it's an advantage because when you grow up poor, there are certain certain uh, concepts that you get from being poor. And one of the concepts is hunger. Uh, see, if you're hungry for something, <laughs> you'll work for it. I see it. But if you grow up rich, you may not experience hunger. And so growing up poor, I hungered for something better. And so just because you grew up poor, take those things that you experience from being poor, like hunger and determination. And I call those some of the pearls of poverty. They're expensive, but they're free. And you get them when you grow up poor. And so perseverance, getting knocked down and getting right back up. And then don't forget empathy. Yeah. See, when you grow up poor, yeah. you have a natural empathy yeah. for people. Yeah. And see, when you run across people who grew up rich, they can't feel and understand yeah. what it's like to yeah. be poor. And thus, they may not reach back and help someone. But when you grow up poor, like I did, I know there are thousands of Daryl Freemans in the world right now with the threat of their lights being turned out, yeah. with the threat of not getting an education, with the threat of being involved in the criminal justice system. That's why poor was a problem for me. Yeah. But I turned it into a solution. You did do that. You yes. did. That's a fascinating perspective about how to look at it, the empathy piece, because I do think there is something to be said a lot about that. Absolutely. Um, I grew up the same way. And so my heart for people, how I, my drive, all of that is really tied to that. It's you're not entitled. You realize that every single day is a gift and a grace of God. Absolutely. And you move in that space. And then there's this moment, right? Talk about the actual embryonic stages when you're wrestling with this vision of Zyklon, right? Because there are people now who are like, I'm wrestling with this thing, right? Yes. Do I step out? Can I do it? Am I qualified? Will people come around and support this vision? And so now is the relationship of one. When you have to, in your own self, yes. believe and then also with $2,000, make the first investment. Well, <laughs> Doc, I mean, you mentioned something earlier. There's a seed for success in all of us. Yeah. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to let it be crushed by self-doubt? My answer to that question was no. I felt that I could win. I felt that I could win. And, and we all must feel that we are brought here to win. And so my background, no, there were no CEOs in my neighborhood. There were no pilots. There were no bankers. There were no bank owners. But I felt there was something inside of me that said I could win. And so it was never a doubt when I started Zycron that I was going to win. There was, I was, there was never a doubt. I knew that if I called 100 people per day, at some point, somebody was going to tell me yes. Yeah. And I also understood the psychology of the no's, which I really love getting no's. <laughs> I mean, I'm married to a woman that told me no the first time. Yeah. I like getting no's because, number one, it tells me I'm still in the game. I'm still asking. Number two, buried in a chain of no's is going to be a yes. And then you're going to take that yes and make the most of it. And so I built a multi-million dollar company by getting a lot of no's, by failing a lot of times. I have failed more than I have succeeded. It's not even close. Yeah. 
But the difference is I'm standing on top of my failures. My failures are not standing on top of me. So when people see me today donating hundreds of thousands of dollars to various charities, they may think that I grew up this way. I did not grow up this way. It's that there's a lot of failures that I'm standing on the top of. And I know what those failures feel like. And I know what poor feels like. And I know what having empathy for people feels like. And so you can win. I tell entrepreneurs, people who want to be entrepreneurs, you can win, but you can't quit. You can win, but you can't quit. If you quit, you'll never win. I always felt as an entrepreneur that the deals were coming my way. I needed to stay in the game to get them. I need to position myself. I need to continue to work hard. I need to continue to be persistent. I need to continue to build the relationships that eventually I would win. So that's how I went from $2,000 in savings to selling a company to a publicly traded company for 23 plus million dollars. Wow. And and, and so, you know, in social media, there are a lot of people who talk about vision. When I talk about vision, I'm not talking about something, what I plan to do. Yeah. I'm talking about the vision I had, one that I executed on. (laughs) See, it's hard to teach somebody how to fly a plane. Yeah. If you've never flown never one. Flown one. Yeah. And so it's hard to teach somebody how to drive a car if you've never driven one. And so when I talk about vision and execution, I talk about it from the other side. Yeah. Not something I'm hoping to do. Yeah. Something yeah. I've done. Yeah. And you've done it incredibly well. And that's 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 why we're so elated to have you, because it is a case study in success. It's a case study in someone who teaches us all what it looks like on the other side. You know, I wrote this book on you know, the art of execution, right? Yes. And helping people know how to execute, but you got to have a model. You got to have yes. someone that's doing that. Let me ask you this question because one of the things that I am very, you know, I think it's incredible to see. A lot of people don't know that that you are a pilot. Yes. Right? And you 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 fly yourself, your family, take groups of youth yes. around the world. I mean, I've seen you uh, get in that plane and, and, uh, and do some, some incredible philanthropic work that yes. has been incredibly impactful. Uh, the, the hurricane that hit the Bahamas area and you took tons of resources on the plane. I don't know how many trips you took, but it looks seven like so far. Seven trips, a plane load full of resources to that region and had not forgotten. That goes to empathy. That goes to growing up poor. That goes to that. What I'm getting at is, as a successful businessman, two things. One, where does this idea of having passion to live and explore things that you're excited about, you you clearly become a pilot because it's something you want to do. It's another learning because often you can get stuck. This is what I do. And people forget that other things feed you. Other things feed yes. the success you have. Clearly that does. But then using those things to leveraging everything that you do to give back. Yes. And to be a blessing. Talk about that. So one of my greatest fears every day is not living up to my potential. What am I going to do every day to ensure that I'm getting close to my potential? My giving is one of those things. Yes, I own an airplane. I've owned four airplanes. But I didn't buy those to jet set around the world for Daryl Freeman. 
I bought those to expose and inspire other folks and to use them as vehicles and tools to give back. Every hurricane from Katrina to Dorian, I have flown an airplane into. I flew a plane into Haiti. It was so bad that the insurance company for my plane told me that you only have insurance on your plane until the sun goes down. Wow. But I felt that it was necessary that the people of Haiti that we were trying to service, they needed the supplies that we were bringing. And so, yes, a passion, I do have that. Empathy, I do have that. But the fear of not living up to my potential is a big fear. And so what motivates me today to continue to invest in other companies and other people is because the more people I can help, the more people they can help. It's not about Daryl Freeman being a multimillionaire. That's done. Yeah. But how many multimillionaires can Daryl Freeman help make? Right. How many multimillionaires can I help make? And that's, you know, that's when I sit around with some of my friends, we talk about not the millions we've made. We talked about we talk about how many folks can we help become multimillionaires. And I have a friend in this town who he has made countless multimillionaires. We tried to count them and we couldn't. So it's not just about me and, and, and making money and becoming a multimillionaire. It's about how many folks can you help? How, can, how many people can you help with their education? How many people can you help with their vision? I got a young man that's running a company called S3 Recycling Solutions. He grew up in the projects in Nashville. We just finished his budget for this year. He'll be running a million dollar business this year. That's just a start. Yeah. My vision for him is to become a multimillionaire, but it's going to take work. Yeah. No guarantees. But this year, this kid from the projects is going to be running a million dollar company. And next year, he'll be running a multi-million dollar company. But my goal is for him to become a multimillionaire. And he has empathy. Yeah. This is because what he's because where he came from. Yeah. And so uh, I've helped to take two companies public. I've ran the New York Stock Exchange bill. I've ran the NASDAQ bill twice. And so I know what it takes to create value and to create wealth. But that's not lost on me. I wanted to, I wanted to take those experiences and expose and inspire other folks. You know, one of the things I'll say this and, you know, what makes you such a unique leader, and I, I've said this privately to people about you, and I've said publicly to you now on, on this podcast, is the selflessness that I have witnessed in you. Um, there is a sense that some, some, some people arrive at a certain level and become incredibly narcissistic, self-absorbed in their own bubble, lose sight of the other issues that may be mm -hmm. surrounding them, and you're everywhere. You know, we're sitting in spaces together. You're everywhere. You're passionate about so much. And the thing that I think is important to talk about, when you build companies, you build culture. Yes, absolutely. Okay? And there's a certain culture and climate that creates the level of legacy, sustainability. Yes. See, because now you're, you're, you've sold the company. You know, we joked about, I mean, you don't have a job, right? But, <laughs> But the legacy lives on and the culture and the people that you are mentoring and the companies yes. that you have sold, the people that still work there, they have a Daryl Freeman culture. 
Yes. How do you develop that? Because that has a lot to do with onboarding, hiring, creating climate and culture. What kind of people, how do you get to that point? So, so Doc, you mentioned hiring people with character. Yeah. Give me somebody with character, and they may not have all the skills, but if they got character, we can work with them. Aye. And so I've always hired people with character. I've always hired people that are smarter than me. My philosophy has always been, if I look around my boardroom and there's somebody in there that's dumber than me, they shouldn't be there. Wow. And so in, after about 16 years of running Zycron, I fired myself because I couldn't deliver past that point. And oftentimes entrepreneurs believe that the company is about them. See, I never built a company around Daryl Freeman. I built a company around people. And so I hired a CEO to come in and run the company. I fired myself. Hired a CEO. He came in and tripled the size of the company. And so when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a founder, you don't want to be a founder going wild. What you want to be is a founder that shrinks him or herself down to a smaller size so other people can be elevated. And see, when at, at Zyrcon, I would never sit at the head of my own table. I always sit on the side because I wanted a clear message that, hey, you all are in charge. I'm not. That the smart people in the room are you all, not me. And so you got to have a culture that says, I believe in you. I believe that you can deliver. I believe that you will do the right thing. And when you have that culture, you, even when you step outside of the business, the decisions that they will make in your absence be, will be decisions that are similar to the ones you would have made. And so that's why in 25, 26 years at Zycron, you always heard, good things about Zycron. And I'm still hearing today about things that Zycron did that I didn't know about because the people of Zycron did them, not Daryl Freeman. Wow, that's that's powerful. Character. Character. Give me somebody with character. I say it often. I say it often, and I'll say it, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, and that's going to be a long time. And that is this, that personality is perfume. Character is how you really smell. Character, Doc, this is, you know, character and integrity. When you have a leader that has character, there's no confusion. When a leader has character, there is no confusion. The confusion level is down to zero. When a leader has integrity, there's no confusion. When a leader has the best interests of the people in mind. There's no confusion. People understand clearly what needs to be done. But if your leader doesn't have character, you're kind of floundering to say, what would he or she do in this circumstance? So what you have in a situation when the leader doesn't have character, you have a ton of confusion. And everybody that enters your orbit, they leave worse than they came in. Wow. They leave worse than when they came in. And so when you look at the management teams over the years at Zycron, 
all that all the people that came into the management team at Zyklon, they're all doing better today than they were when they came. And so character matters. Integrity matters. Honesty matters. In the boardroom, outside the boardroom. And, and, and this, this may be strange. This may sound a little strange. But when I was doing business, I'm a family person. If I was doing business with a person who cheated on their family, I proceeded with caution. Because if you would cheat on your family, you would cheat on me. <laughs> and so I always tried to hire wholesome people, people with character. And so character matters. And, and, and if you're going to be in business for a long time, integrity is what you must have to sustain yourself over a period of time. If you don't have character, something will happen. You will make a mistake, whether it's with your taxes or cheating someone that is going to bring your company, going to bring you down. And so integrity was at the forefront of everything that we did at Zycron, everything that we do at the bank, everything that we do in our real estate company, everything that with characters at the forefront, integrity is at the forefront. I just believe in that. Wow. Character is everything. And I think it is the, it is the catalyst for success and sustainability. And I am incredibly uh, excited about uh, hearing you talk about it and hearing your passion, watching your passion, uh, even as you talk about that, because I know it just conjures up a lot of emotion yes, around absolutely. what it really means to have the right people at the table. Before we wrap up, I, I want to give you an opportunity. There's somebody listening today who's out there, who, who comes out of this space similar to yours. As you mentioned, there, there are thousands of Dale Freemans out there. And they're, 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 they've got, you know, so many different things. You know, they keep ordering stuff online. Maybe it's this business. Maybe it's that business. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll be doing you know, boxes. Field. And, and, and really, you know, wondering like, man, can it happen for me? And I think often you see a, a story like yours and, you know, I, I tell people all the time, success doesn't come by the elevator. It comes by the stairs. You took the yes. stairs one step at a time. This is this is over 25 years yes. of success, of grinding and struggling. And now, you know, even at a young age now, you're reaping the benefits. And it's a beautiful thing to see. I just celebrate, man, to see that. Thank uh, you. you. You you know, and, but what would you say in closing to encourage someone to, to pursue that dream, to go after it? And what, what would you say? You know, if you don't pursue your dream, who will? If not you, then who? If you have a dream, connect your dream with some skill sets, connect your dream with some work, and you can make it happen. I mean, everything that you see in the environment that you're in is created and sold by an entrepreneur. Why can't that be you? The clothes you have on, the glasses you're wearing, the headsets we're wearing, the microphone you're wearing, that you're speaking into, everything is created by an entrepreneur. America is set up for entrepreneurialism. And if you have a dream, go for it. Go for it. And it, there's no guarantee that you'll be successful. But I guarantee you, you might fail. But in any case, you're going to learn. And what you learn in failure can help you become successful. I have failed more than I have succeeded. But what people see is the success. They don't see all the no's I've got. They don't see all the deals I lost. 
all they see now is the success. They see the airplane. They see all the material things. They see the, the charitable contributions. But, man, I am standing on top of some failures that makes me 95 feet tall. I mean, that's how many failures that are below me. So I say to you, potential entrepreneur, somebody that's dreaming, go for it. But put some skills and some work with it. Well said, sir. Um, this is um, phenomenal. Thank you. For you to be a part of Next Level Podcast has enhanced all of us. What are our takeaways today? There is something to be said about the context out of which we are raised. There are lessons. Uh, there are lessons for a lifetime out of those spaces. Um, whether it is one of extreme poverty, whether it's one of, you know, maybe not poverty, but there were challenges, there are lessons that must be learned. And there are things that create within us uh, a certain character, certain empathy, a certain passion. Use that, leverage that. Don't make your past paralyze you. Use it to propel you into your passions. And don't apologize for the empathy, the heart that you have. It comes out of your experiences because I believe if God can't trust you in the mail room, he certainly can't trust you in the boardroom. I think it's also important to understand that you have to be self-motivated. When that vision happens, you have to realize that it can't be self-absorbing about you. We're called to purposes greater than ourselves. We're called to solve problems in the earth, but it's bigger than us. And always remember to give back. Always remember that what you do is not just for you, but it is to replicate yourself. The greatest CEO ever, Jesus, who took, took 12 ordinary men on an extraordinary journey, was in the process of discipling them, that is, replicating himself through them. Dale Freeman is making other Dale Freemans because he realizes that what was available to him, the opportunities, now can be available for somebody else if they are willing to work hard, they're willing to put in that grind and have the character. And his passion now is watching another young man out of the projects, now have a million-dollar business, a multi-million-dollar business next year, and he'll become a multimillionaire if he works hard. Like, that that can be you. We become so that others might become. We don't become to arrive and get comfortable. We become that we might inspire others to achieve their goals. And I ultimately believe that old song when I grew up in church and and then the old wooden church back in Louisiana, and those mothers were saying that song, if I could help somebody as I pass along, then my living would not be in vain. Ultimately, it's about helping others. It's about giving back. My philosophy, the contemporary version of that for me, is that if God can't get a blessing through you, he'll stop sending blessings to you. We are not to be reservoirs of selfishness, but channels of blessings. And ultimately, what Daryl Freeman has shared with us is what it looks like. The reason why he is trusted with so much is because he is a steward of it. Because he learns, he gets it. You got to go after this dream. You got to go do it. But you got to check your motivation at the door. And you got to say to yourself, is it about me? Or is it about we? For Dale Freeman, it's always been about we. Even yes, though sir. he's not going to a job, he's working harder than he's ever worked in his life for other people. Thank you, sir. Dale Freeman, you're a blessing. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you and... Uh Looking forward to learning a lot from your podcast over the coming years. Thank uh, you. We can never stop learning. And I appreciate you inviting me here today. It's been a, 
uh, a wonderful opportunity for, for me. And I hope that there are some pearls that have been shared between the two of us that people find valuable that they can use to make themselves better. Beyond, beyond, sir. And uh, thank you so much for all you do. And thank all of you again for listening. I hope you've been inspired. Once again, this episode, I hope it has inspired you, empowered you, encouraged you. Go get it. That's what we do. Here at Next Level is always a new level. And guess what? It's waiting on you. Let's do it. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.